The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball betting podcast. This is Payoff Pitch. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season with analysis and breakdown of the slate. Please rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying the content that we put out two days a week. And usually on Tuesdays and Fridays, you might be wondering why Tuesday and Friday. Well, typically those are two days that have the bigger slates and we can cover more games, but we don't promise that we cover every game because it's just a lot of baseball. But anyway, uh, we want to cover stuff that there's going to be action and what the guys are uh, really keying in on, you know? So that's why we do it. Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, we've got action network, senior editor, Colin Whitchurch. He is here pretty much every time we do it. Uh, he's very committed. Uh, not to say that others aren't Sean Zarello is out today and Zarello works his butt off. So, that's no slight at Sean, but uh, Anthony DeBundo is here. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, I got the call up from AAA. You know, they took <laughs> me. I'm, I, I remain on the 40-man roster, but I'm here filling in for Sean and uh, excited to get into this slate. It's a, it's a fun one, unlike Monday night's slate, which might have been the worst baseball day of the year. There were like five games. Half of them were in rain delays for two hours. So excited for this one. We're just looking for a five and dive out of Anthony today. Yeah. Jeez, man. Don't slight yourself. I mean, you're, you're, you're on a, you're on a major league roster. You just, come on. He's Zerillo's a, I'm not even going to try and make a cop because that's just, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the bench cult hero who had one big hit in like game three of the playoffs. Wow. Multi-sport superstar. You're like Bo Jackson here (laughs) coming over from soccer, doing some colleges. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) let's go right into it, guys. We got a lot to get to here. Matchups of the day. We'll spend a few minutes on some games that jump out to both Anthony and Colin. Uh, Colin Whitchurch, Zerillo to usually go first. Cat's out of the bag, and then you know Colin likes to come right back with the reaction. We're going to let Colin start today. What do you got for us on Cardinals-Rays? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Dakota Hudson against Jeffrey Springs. I've been a big fan of Springs all year. 
1.88 ERA, 2.99 XERA, 3.13 X FIP. He's been like a perfect, I just mentioned five and dive in reference to Anthony. He's been a perfect five and dive guy for the Rays. They pull these guys out of their hat every year, it seems like. But I am fading him a little bit today. The Cardinals, Springs is left-handed and the Cardinals crush lefties. They're second best in the majors against lefties with a 125 weighted runs created plus. And that's no fluke. Last year, they were third. Tampa's about league average against righties, but Hudson is due for some regression. 2.96 ERA looks great, but he has a 4.97 XERA and a 4.81 XFIP. That's why I'm looking at the first five over here. I think the Cardinals are going to hit springs. I think Hudson's due for regression. Tampa still has a above average offense overall. So first five over is where I'm looking at in this game. Okay, Anthony, what do you have for us in this game? I think you're going to a side. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rays in the first five innings. Five and dive is right. Uh, it is a little bit juicy at minus 150, but really this is a fate of Dakota Hudson. And I understand that Hudson has pitched better of late. His expected indicators have actually come down a little bit. They were worse earlier in the season, but really I'm just not sure how long he can continue to outrun this regression. And the reality is that you always expect some of these Cardinals guys to overperform a little bit. They are tend to induce a lot of ground balls. They play great infield defense. They have one of the best defenses in all of baseball, but it doesn't really explain the fact that he is one of the worst fastballs in all of baseball when you look at movement and velocity. Uh, and his, his spin rates are pretty poor as well on his breaking pitches too. So he's not missing bats. And that's the reason for, you know, a lot of balls being put in play. I mean, the strikeout rate is 13%. It's one of the lowest in all of baseball amongst all starters. And so the Rays should, you know, be able to avoid what, what they tend to have as a strikeout problem. They should put enough balls in play here uh, that, you know, eventually regression will hit Hudson. And I think he's just a bit overpriced here on the road against a better pitcher in Jeffrey Springs that Colin went into, talked about that. Uh, I understand the Cardinals against lefties. It's a little scary, uh, but Springs has performed well against other lineups that have big right-handed bats uh, pretty well. Okay. Cardinals are playing well. Uh, they've won seven of their last 10 and they are six and two in their last eight. And meanwhile, Tampa has played well at home against the spread four and one ATS at the trop over their last five games. Let's go to Mets and Padres. That's a later start, 940 tonight. Good pitching matchup with Walker and Darvish. Uh, Colin, your read on this game for us. Yeah, I'm actually looking at an over here. I think that these are two pitchers who are due to get hit hard. Taiwan Walker's been a negative regression candidate all season long. Keep waiting for it to happen. I think today's a good day for it. 2.88 ERA, but a 4.39 X ERA, 4.51 X FIP. He has a 12.5% K rate, which is just absolutely terrible. He's not missing bats at all. He does have a career-best ground ball rate, so if he keeps inducing grounders, the Mets' defense plays up to its standards. That's kind of his method to success, but only 4.9% of his fly balls have gone for home runs, so he's been very lucky with the fly ball this year, very lucky with the home run ball. And I'm fading Darvish. I'm kind of worried about what I see from him this year. He's not missing bats like he has in the past. He also has a career-worst hard hit percentage, and I mentioned the, the, the strikeouts. He has a career worst swinging strikeout percent or swinging strike percentage. So he's just simply not missing bats. Guys are making contact against him more than they ever have in his entire career. This is basically a fade of both pitchers. I think that the line has been set knowing the track records of these pitchers instead of their current form at seven and a half. So I'm taking the over here. Yeah, uh, Darvish ERA is up over four, and, and the walks with both of these guys is a little concerning too. I know that uh, Walker's kept the ERA in, in, in a very respectable clip, but uh, yeah, the walks are up there, Anthony, with these two guys too. Yeah, I would lean toward the Padres personally. I have not bet this game 
again, I think, you know, Walker's been throwing batting practice and teams have not been hitting it. And, uh, you know, I know you saw my Phillies four times in the last, uh, in the early part of this season and they got to him once, but there was a lot of hard contact. It was sit right at people in some of those games. Uh, and he really hasn't impressed me at all across the board. But when you look at this Padres offense, there's like serious regression coming for this, for this group. I mean, they are bottom five in the league and ex Woba, uh, bottom six in the league and hard hit rate. So they're relying a lot on hitting with runners and scoring position. They're number one in the league in clutch hitting. And I just don't know how sustainable that really is for this offense until Tatis comes back. They have major problems. It's really just Machado. Cronenworth has shown some life. Grisham has shown some life. But after that, there's not much in this offense uh, down the lineup. So I have major question marks about the Padres uh, overall, just from a longer term perspective, but, you know, on a game to game basis as well. And so I'm staying away from this game. Okay, let's go to on deck. Other games we want to discuss that we might not spend as much time on as those other two games, but we'll let each of the guys kind of rifle through a couple of games they're eyeing. Oh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. By the way, there's a doubleheader today. Guardians and Rangers, they start at 3 Eastern, and they move into the 6 o'clock hour tonight. And that is one of the games, Colin, you will hit on. Let's start A's Braves. Yeah, I'm going to you gave me the role as real today, so I'm going to roll through a whole bunch of them here real quick. A's Braves is my first bet. Cole Irvin is a big regression candidate, big fade candidate for me. 2.96 ERA obviously looks great. 5.06 X ERA and a 4.39 FIP. He's also only allowed a 278 BABIP, which seems like it would be sustainable. But last year was 302, so I expect some regression there. And like Walker, he's not missing bats at all. Only a 14.8% K rate. Kyle Wright, obviously a stud, uh, bona fide ace. Don't need to say much about him. So I'm looking at the first five run line for the Braves here. I think that they're going to be able to beat up on Irvin, and I don't see Oakland's mediocre offense hitting right at all. So Braves for five, minus half a run, minus 155, I like there. Blue Jays Royals, my next game. Brad Keller's someone that I've really enjoyed betting on. He's been steady, uh, kind of mid-rotation workhorse for the Royals. 4.15 ERA with a 3.91 X ERA, so he's actually been a tiny bit unlucky. He has a 50% ground ball rate. He keeps the ball on the ground. The Royals have an above-average defense. Toronto's hitting the ball on the ground 43.8% of the time. That's 13th highest in the majors. Alec Manoa's obviously a stud, Cy Young candidate. I know Anthony, he's one of Anthony's favorites out there. The Royals don't strike out a lot. They also don't walk a lot, and that's kind of their 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 path to success offensively is getting some walks, and Manoa's not going to give them any free passes. So first five under, four and a half is what I like there in Toronto, Kansas City. Third game, you mentioned Guardians-Rangers game two, a kind of a weird pitching matchup. Taylor Hearn against Connor Pilkington. Pilkington, a former White Sox prospect, been following him basically since he got drafted. Um, he has looked great for the guardians. You wonder if he's going to be one of those guys who the Cleveland kind of plucks out and and turns into a stud like they've done with so many pitchers, but I'm not a believer. He's walking a ton of batters despite his great ERA, 12.7% walk rate. And he also has an 81.5% left on base percentage, which is not sustainable. And he's allowing a lot of fly balls. 39.1% ground ball rate is all. The guardians don't hit lefties at all. And that's what Taylor Hearn is today. 87 weighted runs created plus but the Rangers do. This is a lefty-lefty matchup. Rangers hit lefties at a 112-weighted runs created plus. Taylor Hearn is not someone you usually want to bet on. This guy's got a reliever profile, but the Rangers are still trying him as a starter um, for as long as they can. Basically, 5.48 ERA, 6.13 X ERA, terrible, terrible numbers. He has a 346 BABIP allowed, which will obviously come down. He does miss bats at a decent rate. 
So I think that Pilkington and the Guardians are being a little bit overvalued here. I like the Rangers on the money line here if you can get it at 130 or better. Okay, very good. I appreciate the honesty about the White Sox farm. Um, uh, (laughs) It must have been hard to do. Not Uh, a lot of people. Hey, their their farm was great during the rebuild. (laughs) This is true. This is true. And one of those games, uh, that game, it has the second highest total on the slate at nine. So it kind of... It's an indicator. Yeah, I, I, I looked at the total there, but again, the Guardians' success against lefties worried me. I think that Hearn has the opportunity to to go relatively well in this game despite his numbers. Okay, it makes a lot of sense that Anthony DeBundo wants to start off uh, with the Pirates. Uh, they are playing the Tigers, and uh, just, just to reference, we talked a lot of the Pirates last week when they took down the Dodgers, swept them in L.A., Zarilla was very bullish on that topic. It was more so about just finding the right price in all seriousness. It's actually good stuff from Zarilla. It was very, very insightful, I, th- I felt. Uh, but Debundo, what's your angle on the Pirates today? you got two other games you want to hit on. Go right ahead. I'll tell you what, the Pirates winning didn't stop there. Uh, big walk-off for some on Saturday by uh, Sawinski for to some. Uh, steal that one for the Diamondbacks, uh, or against the Diamondbacks, rather. Uh, yeah, but I'm going against the Pirates, the official team of the Payoff pitch podcast in the first five <laughs> innings. Uh, this is a this is a, a Scooble bet. I mean, Tarek Scooble has probably reshaped his pitch mix and his effectiveness more than any pitcher in all of baseball this year. His ground ball rate has gone up from in the mid twenties to over forty percent. Uh, and I understand that his home run to fly ball rate is not going to be four percent forever. There probably is some home run regression coming for Scooble. Uh, it's just not really sustainable to keep that low of a home run to fly ball rate, but he gets a very favorable matchup with a Pittsburgh lineup that has overperformed its expectations and its underlying metrics to this point in the season, a pirates team that has run well better than its run differential suggests it should have. But also I get to avoid what I think is a pretty big bullpen edge for Pittsburgh off a day off with Bedner Stratton and crow all available. Uh, and to, you know, Detroit's bullpen has not been particularly impressive. Also fading Jose Quintana, who has the lowest zone percentage rate, lowest first pitch strike rate of his career relies a lot on getting people to chase. Now Detroit will chase. So that is a little concerning, but uh, overall Quintana cannot continue to be this Houdini magic that he's put together thus far this season. And the blow up is coming for, for Jose. And so I'm going to take the tigers in the first five innings at minus minus one twenty two. Then we go to the Cubs and the Orioles. Uh, this is a good matchup pitching wise, two guys you probably don't know uh, in, in Keegan Thompson and, uh, and our guy, Kyle Bradish, who, I think pitches every Friday and Tuesday at this point, because I think every time no I'm kidding. on the show, I've talked about Kyle Bradish. Uh, and I actually wrote about Kyle Bradish yesterday in my MLB betters notebook, talked about five young pitchers you probably haven't heard of, but you should know of and start to bet on named name drop guys like Ronzi Contreras and Aaron Ashby. But one of the names on the list was Kyle Bradish. And I understand, you know, you look at Bradish and you're like, okay, why am I hyping up a guy who has a, you know, a six ERA and a five something X ERA. And why am I so high on him? Well, his stuff plus metrics, according to, you know, Saris are above average. His command, which was a concern in the lower minors is better and has been better since he got to the bigs and his strikeout to walk ratio are his strikeouts are above average. His walks are above average. The only problem, 24% of his fly balls have left the park. That's a big concern. It's uh, also somebody I'm targeting in Dinger Tuesday on the other side of this matchup. Uh, is Wilson Contreras. But with that being said, I'm thinking Bradish in the first five innings here. I think they're undervalued. I understand Thompson's been better, but Baltimore, uh, you know, I'm expecting some positive regression here. And I really like what I'm seeing out of this Baltimore lineup, especially Austin Hayes, mashing sliders should be able to get to Thompson here. And then my third game, Mariners Astros over eight runs at, uh, at even money. 
fading Flexen, who was a favorite of the Action Network baseball staff last season, but has regressed downwards considerably. Stuff plus below 80, very concerning. Berlander, we talked about this. He, you know, people mentioned the word Cy Young. I never bought it. You looked at his stuff, it's down. His velocity is not the same. He's not missing as many bats. He's allowing more hard contact. And eventually that was going to backfire. And we saw that this pitching matchup happened uh, last week and Flexen actually dominated and Verlander gave up five or six runs and the game ended six to one. So I'm going with the over here. I think both pitchers get hit hard. And I think this game sails over the eight runs in a more friendly hitters park in Houston, as opposed to the uh, Mariners matchup last week. Okay. That was one of his, uh, yeah, you're right. That was Verlander's worst start of the season against, uh, against Indivision Seattle. And by the way, uh, I know you mentioned it already, Anthony, but I'll say it again. Uh, MLB betters notebook, the article titled five young pitchers worth targeting until the market adjusts posted yesterday. So good stuff. Check it out. Good to have you with us here on the show uh, today. Let's go to cleaning up best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Okay. Last episode one, two, and one. 22, 26, and 7 is the uh, the last calculated tally. We're still right there. We're, we're probably a third wild card right now. Like, Definitely a positive return on investment. We, uh, we need to calculate that. We need to get these tracked in the Action Network app so we can, we can get, get people that positive ROI they're looking for. No question. I mean, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I would like to probably just throw in there that the, uh, the, the pirates are probably a huge help to that. Uh, you know, yes. uh, <laughs> and some, you know, of course, some other uh, plus money bets that we've given out on the show. Uh, okay. Colin Wood church. Why don't you get us started for us? What do you got for us? Best bets for Tuesday, June 7th. Yeah. I'm going with the game. Anthony just talked about Cubs Orioles, but I'm taking a different angle here. Keegan Thompson, obviously a big fan of him. 1.99 ERA. That's obviously going to come down, but his peripherals are still really solid. 3.21 XCRA, 3.95 X FIP. His BABIP is actually sustainable as well. That's one of the reasons I, I still like his numbers. 271 BABIP against, and he's inducing a ton of grounders, 52.5% above average. More, more balls get hit on the ground than in the air, which is solid. The Orioles also don't hit righties at all. 92 weighted runs created plus. They have actually are, are worse against lefties, surprisingly. Last year, they were a team to target it when the lefty was on the mound. That hasn't been the case at all this year. The Cubs have been surprisingly competent offensively. That, that's a little bit of a worry for me, especially against righties. Um, but they, they have been worse against righties than they have against lefties. And a 141 ISO. That combined with the Orioles' abomination of a left-hand wall. DeBundo mentioned Bradish's home run rate i think that his home park is going to help him suppress home runs in the long run obviously he's going to get some positive regression there regardless i don't think the cubs are a team to go deep against bradish so all in all thompson bradish i like the under here eight and a half it was nine last night if you grab that that's awesome i still like it at eight and a half i think thompson is going to shut down a a below average orioles offense and bradish is due for some positive regression so I'm I'm not too worried about either of these bullpens having a blow up late either. So under eight and a half, that's my first best bet of the day. Second one's one I already talked about Rangers money line, Taylor Hearn against Connor Pilkington. I just think Pilkington's due for some huge negative regression and I don't trust the Cleveland offense to put up a lot against Hearn at all. So Rangers, if you can get it plus plus one thirty or better, that's my second best bet. Excellent. All right. Anthony DeBundo, you got two for us. 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Tigers in the first five innings at minus 122. You can find that at FanDuel right now. This is a bet on Tarek Skubal, who does have some home run regression coming, like I mentioned before, but has really reshaped his pitch, pitch mix to throw more sinkers, more sliders, keep the ball on the ground. Uh, he's walking fewer batters than ever, and his expected indicators are all below three, which is incredibly impressive. For Skubal, he gets a good matchup with a pretty bad Pittsburgh lineup overall. And I'm going to take the Astros over eight against the Mariners. Minus 105, minus 100. There's some even money out there. If you look, shop around as always. But really just a bet against Chris Flexen, who did have some success against the Astros last time out, but he did get hit harder by them earlier in the season. And Flexen, one of the worst uh, stuff plus guys in all of baseball, when he lives, he tries to nibble around the zone and and pitch to contact, but Houston doesn't chase. They they chase as little as almost any team in baseball, and they crush pitches in the zone. And so that's a tough matchup. For Flexen, and I also think the Seattle offense is finally showing some signs of life in the last week or so. They had underperformed massively through the first month of the season, much to uh, the pleasure of some. But now they're starting to show some life, and I do think that they can get to Verlander, who, as I mentioned before, doesn't have the stuff that he used to. It's, it, it may be Justin Verlander, his name, but it's not the ace that we're used to. It's, it's more of a, a very good pitcher, not an elite one. All right. Very good. Gents, great stuff. Anthony, thanks for stopping by today. Uh, we look forward to seeing how we do coming up on uh, on Friday. That's going to do it for us. Again, folks, we're here every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. This is Payoff Pitch. Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball betting podcast for Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch, Anthony DeBundo. You can find his work over at actionnetwork.com. Of course, he tracks his bets over in the Action Network app. Brendan Glasheen will join you again on Friday, June 10th, to get you set for a day in baseball. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.